tell you what, I love our new intro. It's a vibe. And if you know me, you know that's one of the words I say a lot, vibe. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. Why is this metronome on? Hold on. Hold on. Okay, there we go. We don't need that. We don't need to be in time. So we had the uh, 63rd Lucas Oil Winter Nationals presented by Protect the Harvest this past weekend at the new, new named uh, In-N-Out Burger Pomona Drag Strip. Uh, so I've never had an In-N-Out Burger. Uh, that's something that's regional, but uh, they look good. I like a good burger, you know. <laughs> so that was a lot of good performance. The Winter Nationals were the was the third race of the year this season, uh, which is not often. And I do want to say something about um, the Phoenix podcast. <laughs> it was out for like two hours, and then I was on the way to work, and I was listening to it, and I heard a lot of errors. So uh, I'm going to make sure I don't make that error anymore. I've taken some steps not to make that error anymore. Uh, but yeah, I just want y'all to know, I don't know if you, if everyone saw the posts on the Instagram page, um, Nitro Performance Guy, at Nitro Performance Guy, um, I don't know if you saw that post, but I was just basically saying that, hey, you know, I, I gotta make sure that it's right, you know, especially when we're talking about numbers and performance and work, you know, um, so we're going to get right back into it. So I said, I bring that up to say, we're going to release this episode uh, the week following the race. So uh, as of right now, the race was last weekend, um, March 30th through April 2nd. Um, uh, and the next week, we have an off week before our next race. So I'll go ahead and redo that Phoenix episode for you. We'll just just kind of fly through qualifying and really just get into the nitty gritty of eliminations. Uh, I actually probably have to watch that race one more time just to make sure I'm got some fresh eyes on it. All right, but let's talk about Pomona. Uh, let's just jump right into it, folks. Qualifier number one. We got three this week. Let's talk about the top eight in the funny car class in session number one. They were given the three-second runs out this weekend, folks. In the first, well, he would actually end up being number one because uh, no one would outrun this run here. And we're going to go over the incrementals as well. Cruz Pedregon is going to get three points. 3.865, miles per hour. You go, only 103 or only 102 miles an hour? Well, he wasn't singing to the finish line. We know that. If you've been listening to a long, listening to us for a long time, you know that if it's under 3:30 and he's in the deep into the 3:80s, that thing wasn't singing through the finish line. Full song. Alexis DeJoria was be would be number two, 3.883, 333.49 miles per hour. That's more uh, characteristic of what you're gonna see when you're running it down in the 80s, uh, even in the low 90s, really. And in the number three spot was Robert Hyde, 3.892, 329.99 miles per hour. He's going to get one point. Tim Wilkerson was fourth best, 3.938, 324 miles per hour. Paul Lee was fifth best, 3.957, 314.02. Matt Hagen was sixth best on Friday night, 3.962. 
uh, 302.96 miles per hour. So again, another car that was hauling the mail early on um, and had the momentum to carry it through the finish line. We got Chad Green. How about Chad Green? Uh, it's going to be number seven, 3.990284. Again, another car not going full song. And then Alex Laughlin, 3.993302.82. Not a whole bunch of cars uh, getting down. Well, there was a few, I, would, I won't say that. There was a few cars that uh, didn't make the full pass. Uh, like John Forrest, who was nine best, uh, four sixteen two two thirty. That probably that'd be the best run of his weekend. Uh, John Forrest did not have a great weekend, and neither did J.R. Todd. We'll get to it. Uh, let's talk about Cruz's incremental times first. Ninety five on the tree, uh, eight fifty four in a funny car, folks. That is getting after it. Two point two zero zero at three hundred and thirty feet. And how about at 660 feet, 3.107, miles per hour. That is getting after it at the eighth mile for the funny cars. 310, if you're, we've said it before, if you're at 310 or a little below, that is really getting after it. All right, let's talk about top fuel. We're going to keep it going. Brittany Forrest is going to be number one after one session. 3.712, 328.86 miles per hour. Justin Ashley is going to be number two. 3.729, 329.99. Antron Brown is going to be number three. He's going to get one point. Justin got two points and Brittany got three. The small points matter, folks. 3.730, 329.34 miles per hour. Mike Salinas is going to be number four. He had on that the Peterson Auto Museum livery this weekend. Looked like the old uh, Budweiser top fuel cars of old. Uh, 3.731, 334.40 miles per hour. Steve Torrance was fifth best, 3.737, 331.36 miles per hour. How, look at all of these runs here. Look at this. Uh, Tony Schumacher. 3.762, miles per hour. We got Sean Langdon, 3.764, 328.54 miles per hour. Two thousandths off of Tony Schumacher. And then our final 3.76 came from Josh Hart, who was five thousandths of a second away from Sean Langdon. Three of these drivers are running to the, you know, they're running it down to, to the hundredth. Uh, the thousands is a little different, but that's just look at how car, how close these cars are. A tenth is a major measurement in drag racing. A hundredth is slightly smaller than that, and then thousandth and ten thousand. It just goes out from there, and the closer it gets, is the farther it goes out in the decimal point. Josh Hart three point seven six nine three hundred thirty point oh seven miles per hour let's look at Brittany Force's incremental times for that number one qualifying run 81 on the light uh 842 at 60 feet at 330 2.111 2.11 with a one on the end 660 feet we got 2.980 
293.28 miles per hour. I read a very interest, interesting article uh, from NHRA. Uh, Phil Burgess uh, got to speak with David Grubnick, and uh, he said a lot of cool things. Um, he's really focused on making sure they run this car hard, as hard as they've been running it, but don't hurt parts. They don't want to hurt parts, folks. Uh, and there's been a couple of drivers who have been blowing it up at every race we've had this season. Uh, the goal is to get the car down to the other end of the racetrack with keeping in the smoke, as Alan Reinhardt says. Uh, but what David Grupnik was saying was uh, he tries to he wants to have a little bit of room that he doesn't like the car to be right on the edge. And we know he owns. 10 of the top speeds and top fuel ever run in the history of the class. Um, 338.94 being the top of that list at Pomona 2022 last season. Uh, so in the fall. <laughs> uh, so it's cool because he said, he said, I don't want to be running on the edge. There, He said there will be some runs where he would cringe if it went over 335. And he knew that it was going to get, you know, he was going to look at the parts. And you can see that the part almost failed. It almost failed. And so they're really working on a new combination. And they are giving themselves until Joliet, uh, a race I will be at, uh, to, you know, we see what happens when, when the teams test most of the front half of the season. Look at what happened to the Capco boys last season. You know, they tested about two-thirds of the year, and then they just didn't have enough momentum at the end to, to catch Brittany. Uh, the car was running good, but you got to get out of test mode at some point. And so David Grubnick is, you know, okay with using the first three or four, five, six races to, you know, try a new combination. And a lot of them are uh, – and you would think, why would you need a, com a new combination after the performance they put on last year? Well – you want to you want the car to be happy at the end of the run. It doesn't matter if it goes 350 if it blew up, you know. So, I do like that. Very cost of, uh, cost effective <laughs> cost effective. All right. The big speed in top fuel for session 1 was 334.40 by Salinas. Low ET was Brittany Forrest 3.712. Uh, back to funny car, 333.49 miles per hour for the Alexis DeJoria GR Super would be the big speed, and low AT would be Cruz Petragon, 3.865 in session number one. We had the Too Fast, Too Tasty uh, challenge again this, this race. We're going to go over that. So let's talk about session number two first, and then we'll go into – the too fast, too tasty, and then we'll talk about session number three, and then we're going to go into race day. Forgive me if I don't stay with this, because uh, I have to remember what I said, <laughs> and it's kind of hard, but it's all good. So let me see. Let me change something, and then I need to put in the stuff. Okay. Top fuel, session number two. Um, we're seeing more passes in top fuel getting down the racetrack. Uh, not a lot of folks got down um, in Funny Car, but we'll get to that. Leah Pruitt is going to get the three points for uh, 
low ET of the session. 3.725331.04 for the Hinai uh, wa tankless water heaters. <laughs> got to keep up with all these sponsors Tony, Schum uh, Tony Stewart has. We got Mike Salinas in that Peterson livery, 3.749, miles per hour. And then Steve Torrance is going to get one point. Because he was third best, 3.749, 328.14 miles per hour. How about that? More solid passes. We had a lot of passes in the 380s. Uh, we had 3.751, 331.20 miles per hour for Mike a or Mike Ashley. <laughs> His kid, Justin Ashley, in the Phillips Connect National Debt Relief Top Fuel Car. And then Josh Hart is going to round out the 70 brigade in this session. 3.773, 330.20 miles per hour for Josh Hart. A lot of cars going 330 in a round that was fairly conservative. Um, in funny cards, we had uh, 3.935 at 328.86 from J.R. Todd. We had Bob Tasker, who was second best, 3.949, 322.19 miles per hour. And then how about Jason Rupert was the third best in the session, 3.998, 300.26 miles per hour. Um, this was the session that there was a huge incident with JR. We'll talk about it. Uh, but I do want to talk about that. This was Jason Rupert's first three-second pass. How about that? We love that on the Nitro Performance Guide. We like talking about the big speeds, but hey, we also like talking about those independent folks that come out and do career-best numbers for themselves. We love that. Uh, so, yeah, that was a huge incident with J.R. Todd and John Force. Um, but we'll, before I get into that, most of the cars got into trouble around 400, 500 feet. Uh, even in the too fast, too tasty round for the funny cars, all four funny cars, neither none of them made full passes. Uh, all of them were four seconds or better, you know, or, and by better, I mean higher. Uh, so uh, the slowest of them in ET uh, or ET wise would be five point seven eight for Robert Hyde. But we'll talk about that after this J.R. Todd John Force incident. Uh, so. It was a standard race, really good race uh, until about 300, you know, 330 feet, 500 feet. Uh, both cars looked to be that they, you know, that they were going to make full passes. JR did cross the 1,000-foot mark at 3.935, 328. Uh, John Force uh, ran into some trouble before that point on the racetrack. I'd say maybe about 600, 700 feet. The car literally just made a left turn, and JR was way at the finish line, 328, right? Uh, the parachutes were pulled. John ricocheted from the JR's guardrail, uh, and JR said he saw him on the left. <laughs> he saw John Forrest on the left side of him, and uh, it was scary, folks. I mean... I'm laughing because I kind of do a nervous laugh. Everybody who knows me knows I kind of do a nervous laugh. So I'm not laughing because it's funny because it's not funny. It was very scary. Um, got tangled up. They got together. Um, John clipped him and uh, took a pretty hard hit into his wall on the right side of the racetrack. Uh, 
uh, the parachutes were uh, got caught together uh, down there and, uh, you know, ruined the car for Jr. And that's that's a really new car. Uh, that's a brand new car for him. Um, so he was upset and, and, and most of the team was upset, but it wasn't because John Force intentionally, you know, he, he did this on purpose. Uh, I also want to silence the folks that say, oh, he's getting too old. No, I mean, the car literally made a right turn. There was, I mean, left turn. There's nothing he could do. And we know here that we're John Force friendly here, but I mean, come on. You, you know that the, the John Force haters are going to go out there and say, you know, he he's getting too old and he can't control the car. I mean, it's sad that John has to get out and defend his driving when he's talking to Bruno or I don't even remember who it was he talked to. Uh, but, you know, th th there have been times in the past where John has done some questionable things, but this wasn't one of those things, I believe. I mean, there was not a lot he could do. Car made the made the turn and there's only so much you can do you know there's there's really only so much you can do all all that is really important here folks is that both drivers got out of the car and walked away sure it's expensive and you know you got to pull out the spare car uh for the next runs thanks to the eddie hill rule and that's basically eddie hill qualified number one and crashed his car and he was not able to run the race because at the time it was illegal to run your backup car and he had a backup car it was all ready to go but at the time that was against the rules so they made a new rule and they call it the eddie hill rule where if you uh if you're qualified you can make and, and you crash uh you are able to pull out uh, a spare car one time one time so that's that Let's talk about Too Fast, Too Tasty. In Pro Stock, we had, let, we got, we're kind of jumping all around here. In Pro Stock, we had Bo Butner and Kyle Koretsky. Uh, let me see here. Wait a minute. Why did I not pick who wins? That's interesting. Hold on. Hold on a second, folks. Hold on a second. Uh, Rocket, let's see. Okay. Yep. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on that until I know. I'll bring that up on the next podcast. I'll make note of that to talk about the pro stop too fast, too tasty from this race. I don't have some information that I need and I want to make sure it's right. So let's talk about top fuel. Too fast, too tasty. Round one, we had Leah Pruitt and Sean Langdon. Leah Pruitt's going to get the round win 3.725, 331.04 miles per hour. Sean left first, 64 to a 92 at the tree, but he ran into some problems, 690 with an 8 at 91 miles per hour. Again, I still find it amazing that these cars get into trouble and they still cross the line over 50 miles. Like it, It's it's crazy. But anyway, Steve Torrance and Justin Ashley. Uh, let's see. Justin Ashley is going to get the win. <laughs> How about a 13 on the tree, right? 3.751, 331.20 miles per hour to a very solid 3.749, 328.14 for Steve Torrance in the other lane. He was right there ready for him, but that 13 on the light, man, that's hard to beat. Steve was 85 
which is a little uncharacter with a little characteristic not characteristic for him at that point i'm fumbling over words easy for me to say no it's fine so <laughs> justin ashley said at the far end of the racetrack too close for comfort yeah that was almost a red light <laughs> uh there was there used to be a uh, a driver in, i can't remember oh it was mike dunn uh he used to say that's just a bad job of red lighting so let's talk about funny car round one we got ron caps and alexis de the gr supers again i told you not many of these funny cars none of these funny cars made full passes ron caps is not going to get the win because alexis will three point three uh four point i'm so used to saying three three second runs i get we get spoiled with that but that's okay this whatever <laughs> 4.333 at 209.30 miles per hour. 82 on the light. She left first to Ron Caps. 4.40 or 4.410, 211.26 miles per hour. 70 on the light. Ron Caps left first. Did I say she left first? I don't know what I said. Whatever. Ron Caps left first. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the next one. How about the starting line prowess of Chad Green? 4.529 at 190 miles per hour is going to get the job done over Robert Heights. 5.780, 200, or I'm sorry, 121.01 miles per hour. 51 on the light for Robert Height to a 36 from Chad Green. Chad Green left first. He left first. The next one is not going to be until Juliet at Route 66 Raceway. How about that? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. That's cool. Let's talk about session number three. There was a lot more full passes here uh, in the top fuel cars. So let's talk about them first. Justin Ashley is going to get the round win. He also... Did another thing in this session at the same time. We'll uh, have his uh, name starred right there because <laughs> he also did that as he beat Leah Pruitt in the too fast, too tasty final round. We'll talk about that in just a second. But 3.707, 330.515 miles per hour. I have dyslexia. I swear I do. 3.720 at 332.10 miles per hour was Brittany Force's number for the session. The third best was 3.732 at 326.48 miles per hour for Leah Pruitt. The fourth best was 3.736, 324.59 miles per hour for Steve Torrance. Number five was 3.752, 326.63 miles per hour for Antron Brown. In the number six spot, we got 3.758, five thousandths off of the sixth spot at 333.33 miles per hour for Sean Langdon. How about that? Clay Milliken was seventh best, 3.771, 329.10 miles per hour for Clay Milliken. In number eight, we got Josh Hart, 3.782, 323 miles per hour. Doug Kalitta, 3.793, 325, 30 for Doug Kalitta. And in the number 10 spot, we got 3.816, 322.34 miles per hour 
for Austin Proc and the Montana Brands. Rocky Mountain Twist. We got Mac Tools for Doug Kalitta, RNL Carriers for Jerry, uh, Josh Hart, Parts Plus, Rick Ware Racing for Clay Milliken, DHL Rev Kim, All Things Kalitta for Sean Langdon, Antron Brown, Maco Tools, Hankster for Sirius XM, Steve Torrance, Capco, Redline Oil, Toyota. Uh, also, Antron Brown was Toyota as well, and so is Sean Langdon. A lot of Toyota top fuel cars out there. Leah Pruitt, we know that's Dodge, Direct Connect, but this week she had on the Hanai Colors. Um, Tony Stewart has a lot of sponsors. It's great. And then ja- Justin Ashley, we know he's Phillips Connect, National Debt Relieved, Vita C Shot. All right. He was number one. But let's talk about that race. Justin Ashley and Leah Pruitt. It was a solid race. It was a solid race. Uh, Leah improves 3.732, 326.48 miles per hour in a losing effort. 69 on the tree. Not bad at all because it improves her qualifying spot. Justin Ashley, 3.707, 330.15 miles per hour for Phillips Connect. National Debt Relief, Lucas Oil, 39 on the light. The guy is crazy on the tree. Margin of victory, five hundredths of a second down there at the other end of the racetrack, 27 feet. All right. I also did some of the splits this weekend uh, for this race because they were so side by side. 833 to a 840 for Leah Pruitt. I'm going to say Justin's first since he won, and then I'll say Leah's. Um so, Justin, 2.117 at 330, 2.124 for Leah, just ever so slightly behind there, just 100th behind there. Uh, and I also want to bring up something that was very interesting, too. We're kind of doing a little part of the education because I won't be able to stop too much during race day. It'll, it'll flow pretty well. But let's just look at this. From 60 foot to 330 feet, it took Justin Ashley 1.284 seconds. It took Leah Pruitt 1.284 seconds for her to get from 60 feet to 330. How about that? How about that? But you see the reaction time difference is there. Leah is ever so slightly, ever so slightly behind there. Just barely. From 330 feet to 660 feet, it took exactly one hundredth of a second. Justin Ashley got there one hundredth of a second before Leah did. 863 to a 873, exactly one hundredth right there. Leah was moving at 291.51 at the eighth mile, and Justin Ashley was going 293.86 miles per hour at the eighth mile. How about that? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It was side by side. You know, when they're side by side, we like to break them down. Let's talk about Funny Car. There was some drama. Ron Caps was not qualified when he rolled up there to the ready line. John Force could have been bumped out. There were more Funny Cars than Spots this weekend. Let's talk about the top six, and then we'll talk about what actually happened. 13 three-second pass field, just three away from the first full field of three-second runs. We've been close. 
We thought we were going to do it. Alan Reinhardt thought we were going to do it as well. But he also didn't expect that John Forrest would not make one full, uh, one, yeah, one full pull uh, in the threes. We got five threes on the chapter for this one. On the, on the, uh, <laughs> on the chapter for this one, we got five in this session, and then we got a four oh four for Paul Lee, fourteen. That's six best. We got three point nine eight five, three hundred twenty three point eight nine for Hagen and Haas. We got in the fourth spot 3.974316.08 for Chad Green. In number four, we got three or three. We got 3.943, miles per hour for Caps. He's gonna get in the show. 3.941, for Alexander. Just two thousandths better than Caps. And in the number one for the session, we got that Bob Task of Motor Motor Crab, not Motor Lane, not. I try to combine them, trying to save time. No, Motocraft, Quick Lane, Tasca, Auto Parts, Ford, Mustang is going to get three points for the session. 3.899, miles per hour. Hey, I'm telling you what, you're going to have to watch out for that car. When it gets hot, that car runs really well. The track was not, I mean, it wasn't too hot, but... You see Bob Tasker getting down the racetrack when it's hot, and that's just something about it. Let's talk about the final in the Too Fast, Too, fa- too Fast, Too Fasty. Too Fast, Too Tasty. At least I didn't say Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So we got Chad Green versus Alexis DeJoy for the Mission Food, Too Fast, Too Tasty Funny Car Final. Chad Green is going to get the win. First win in uh, Nitro Funny Car. 3.974 beats a three of with beats a 4.493 and 192 miles an hour. Chad was moving 316 down there at the big end of the racetrack. 59 on the tree. Man, I tell you what, that Bond Coat Mustang is often leaving first. It's often leaving first. That's killer. You got to you got to be ready for that car when it comes up. So now let's get into race day. We're going to get into race day. We're going to get right into it. So let's jump right into it. Race day. They had 14 top fuel cars this weekend. Let's talk about what they ran in qualifying. Justin Ash is going to be number one. He's going to race Crystal Baldwin. A 608 for Crystal Baldwin. Justin Ashley rent three. Point seven oh seven. We talked about that in the last session in the Too Fast, Too Tasty. There are no eight and number nine qualifiers. Well, let me see. There are, but they did it differently because there were only 14 cars. Antron Brown and Del Calitta are going to match up. Antron was number four with a 3.730 to Del Calitta's 3.793. Del Calitta was 11. Mike Salinas is number five, and he's going to race Clay Milliken, who's number 10. 3.731 for Mike Salinas to a 3.771 for Clay Milliken. Brittany Force is going to run, uh, is going to run August. No, she's going to race Ron August. Uh, Brittany Force is number two, 3.712 to Ron August, 407 with an eight. Sean Langdon and Tony Schumacher, seven and eight. 3.758 for Sean Langdon and 3.762 for Tony Schumacher. Leah Pruitt is number three and she's going to race Austin Proc, who's number 12. 
Leah Pruitt qualified with a 3.725, and Austin Proc is going to qualify with a 3.816, uh, and that's how he's number 12. And then the last pair in the first round for Top Fuel, we only got seven this week. Steve Torrance, 3.736, he's number six, and Josh Hart is number nine, 3.769. Let's jump right into it. The first pair out was Tony Schumacher and Sean Langdon. Uh, Sean Langdon's going to get the win over the Skag Power Equipment's Top Fuel Car Maynard family. The DHL Revchem Toyota Top Fuel Car is going on to the next round. 3.740 beats a 3.738. How about a quicker but losing whole shot victory for Sean Langdon? 49 on the light to a 65. Certainly not a bad light on the other side of the racetrack. 3.738, 327.90 for Tony Schumacher. And then Sean Langdon, 3.740, 333 point, what is that? 11, no, 1.6 miles per hour. I'm sorry, I can't read my handwriting. The margin of victory, 100th of a second, 7 feet. 7 feet down there. That was a really close drag race down there. The second race we're going to talk about is Antron Brown and Doug Kalitta. The only thing these two agree on is Toyota. Antron Brown, Matt Go Tools is going to get the win. How about the top speed of the event? 334.15 miles per hour in a victory. Well, this at the time would be the low ET of race day, and I believe it would remain the low ET of race day. 3.690. 334.15 miles per hour. He was 2.965 at the eighth mile, moving at 293 miles per hour. He was 52 on the light. Ducklet puffed the tires. He was 56. They practically left at the same time. 654, 8, 121 miles per hour for Doug and the rest of the game. Let's move on to the third one. Uh, here we go. Brittany Force and Ron August. Brittany Force is going to get the win. Hey, how about tying Antron Brown's 3.690, 334.98. Wait a minute. Then that would mean, okay, I don't know. <laughs> That's higher than uh, Antron's speed, so that would be um, top speed of the meet. I really got to start checking these things and <laughs> not just taking the website as gospel uh but anywho 64 to ron august he start the car and it shut off they spin the cars over uh they 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 squirt uh 87 octane regular old gasoline in the in the injector while they're plugging in the starter uh to get the car running on ethanol or alcohol whatever you call it the car spins over and starts to cackle on that nitro uh well the car started and did not continue to start it just it just sh it shut off uh grubby is such a good you know sport and he he did this before so he, they want they always want to race they always want to race uh so they they waited and uh they just couldn't do it so it ended up being uncontested for britney forrest how about 297 55 at the eighth mile oh my <laughs> that's that's moving that's moving. Let's move on to number four, Leah Pruitt and Austin Proc, the marquee matchup. Austin Proc is going to get the win in this one, though. 37 on the tree to a 73 for Leah Pruitt. 3.739, 331.53 miles per hour. Big speed out of those top fuel cars 
for the John Forrest Racing. And and Antron Brown, he's not a part of John Forrest Racing, but big speed down there. <laughs> Leah Pruitt is going to cross in 4.208, 231 miles per hour. Austin is moving on to the next round. Let's talk about the fifth pair here. I'm sorry, why do I have four twice? I don't know. We're just going to keep going. Justin Ashley and Krista Baldwin are going to line up next. Justin Ashley is going to get the win. 3.719, 329.91 miles per hour. The track temp was 96, folks. The air temp was 56 degrees about. or in, It was in the 50s. It was in the 50s. Krista Baldwin had a good weekend, but it's going to come to an end here. 58 on the light. Uh, 5.63. For 120 miles per hour, solid effort for the McLeod top fuel car, but not enough to beat Justin Ashley. Let's move on to Steve Torrance and Josh Hart. Steve Torrance is going to get the win. 3.715, 330.23 miles per hour, 66 off the tree. Josh Hart left first, 27. That's killer in a top fuel car, 3.756. 326.32 miles per hour. Solid effort for the RNL Carriers top fuel car, but just not enough to get around the Capco boys this time around. All right, let me make sure I read everybody. Uh, let me see. I think we did. Oh, no, here we go. Let's talk about Mike Salinas and Clay Milliken. My apologies. Mike Salinas is going to get the win in a very sporty. 3.892, I'm being funny, 322.27 miles per hour. Clay Milliken uh, had another catastrophic engine failure at the top end of the racetrack, 440, uh, 414.8, 214 miles per hour. Uh, started to get on, He, I mean, he was out on Salinas, and then he started to haze the tires, and Salinas passed him because uh, Clay left first, 68 to Mike Salinas' is 90. Nine on the tree so that's how they shaked out at the end of top fuel round one let's move on to funny car we're going to keep it moving folks uh let me see let's see where i need to start highlighting this first out was alexis de number two qualifier and number 15 qualifier jeff Arin. we had a full field of funny cars because there were people at risk of not qualifying so no need to do any math here. Alexis DeJoy is going to get the win. 3.945, 323.89 miles per hour. She qualified number two with a 3.883. She's going to go on to the second round. She They practically left at the same time. 80 to a 87. 1270 at 68 miles per hour for Jeff Arin. Got into trouble basically at the step of the throttle. Next is going to be Blake Alexander and Matt Hagen. Uh, Matt Hagen's going to get this one, 3.929 at 330.07 miles per hour. Blake Alexander, not not just handing it over to him. That's a good car over there in the head contractors. Mustang, 3.941, 94, for Blake Alexander on the tree, 69 for Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen was qualified 10th. How about Blake Alexander was the higher qualified car this week? Uh, over that Haas Hellcat. But the Haas Hellcat is moving on to the next round. Let's see. The number three. Why do I have. That's the seventh. Whatever. Whatever. I'm just going. I'm not even doing it in the order that they ran at this point. It doesn't matter. 
Robert Height and Terry Haddock are going to be next on this side of the ladder. Robert Height is going to get the win. Actually, he's not. <laughs> Terry Haddock is going to get the win. I'll tell you what. Terry Haddock is one of the folks that still does the long burnouts. And I'm, I tell you what, I'm with him. Bring back long, smoky burnouts. <laughs> but they just make the tires differently. So they don't smoke as much as they used to uh, back in the day. And, you know, I mean, they, they could... They could not be on the gas too much uh, back in the day, and it would still be pretty smoky. Uh, they're trying to get those engines to 6,500 on the burnout. The engine is opening, uh, the, the throttle blades are opening one-fourth of an inch. I was wrong when I said one-sixteenth. We know that we do accuracy, and uh, I don't mind correcting myself. Uh, but, yeah, one-fourth of an inch. That's what they did. Okay, Johnny West is tuning uh, Terry Haddock, he's brought in a tuner, 4015-310. He's going to beat the tire-smoking Robert Height, 434-303-104. Robert left first, but he won't get there first. Terry's moving on to the next round. Next on this side of the ladder, we got, oh, by the way, uh, the track temp has grown a little bit, 104 uh, by the time the Skag Power Equipment's LRS. Nitro funny car rolled up there of Tim Wilkerson. He's going to race Chad Green, the mentee and the mentor. Chad Green has been really hot, folks. He's been really, he's got his first win on, on, on his belt from the previous day in the Too Fast, Too Tasty. He's doing good in that Bond Code car. He was qualified number 11. Tim Wilkerson was qualified sixth. Robert Height was qualified three. Terry Haddock was qualified number 14. Uh, Tim Wilkerson is going to get the win over the protege. 3.976, 312. He left, they left at the exact same time, folks. 81 in both lanes. Chad Green, 838, 92 miles per hour. He didn't make a full pass. Let's go to the other side of the ladder here. Uh, Cruz Pedregon and John Forrest. This is the 119th matchup on Sunday, folks. Not in general, not just on qualifying. Oh, they line up together. No. This is the 119th matchup they've raced on Elimination Day. That's crazy. That's crazy. They've been doing it a long time. Cruz Pedregon is going to get the win, though. 3.881, just two hundredths off his qualifying effort. 3.865 at 322.19 miles per hour. 184 on the lights. John was up in smoke before 330. He left first, 80, uh, 98. He crosses the line, 728, 89. Definitely a forgettable weekend for John Forrest Racing. Ron Caps and Paul Lee are next. Uh, well, I don't know if they were next. We're going to talk about it. They were actually last in the in the uh, order. Uh, Ron Caps is going to get the win, 3.947, 325, 69. He left first, 53 to a 95. Paul Lee got into some trouble, 4 point four one two two oh one the speed for paul lee so they're going to pack it up and try it again next time we roll them out bob tasca and jason rupert are next how about jason rupert getting his first three point uh three second run in qualifying wanted to say that again we don't want to just gloss over that uh so this wasn't a pretty one uh 400 foot pedal yeah bob tasca 421-2, 265 for 
he's going to get the win. Not pretty, but hey, they don't care how they get him on race day. Jason Rupert also has some problems, 661 at 100 miles per hour. And next is uh, the big, I'm sure you all have seen it, the highlight reels. J.R. Todd did not have a great weekend. We already know about that. Um, But he had a catastrophic explosion in the first round. Catastrophic. Make sure I said that right. Alex Laughlin, and it actually kind of overshadowed Alex Laughlin's first round win in a Nitro Funny Car. Uh, 4066 317 72. I got to do a little research. I want to know what actually happened, what failed. I mean, I, I talked to D. Bland about this. Shout out to D. Bland. Uh, and it, it, there's a lot of reasons these things uh, just are, they, they go boom. I mean, they're literally ticking time bombs <laughs> that are just right on the edge of it. And, and, you know, when you sit behind it in a funny car, you know, you really just are concerned for the driver and make sure they don't get hit with any shrapnel and that they're good to go. Uh, destroyed the body. I mean, it lifted all four wheels up off the ground, folks. It was huge. I know they could feel it down at the other end of the racetrack. Or even if you were at the starting line, you probably could feel this. It was huge. Uh, JR, he, you know, he said um, the way that we run these things now, as soon as it spins the tires, you have to get out of it. And I guess he was just a little late getting out of it. And boom, uh, that was a kablooey. Alex, but it was quite close down at the at the far end of the racetrack, nine hundredths of a second down there. So, I mean, he was out on Alex Laughlin, but we know Jim Jim Dunn tunes his funny cars to complete the thousand foot course, and that's that. Uh, so again, tough break for Jr. He's a champion. Uh, you know, he said on. Um, I forget one of the media pages, you know, if if we thought we'd have this kind of weekend or, you know, would you have come or we wouldn't have come if we knew we would have this kind of weekend. But of course, you never know uh, what kind of weekend you're going to have. I mean, it's just a tough break for the team. You know, he, everybody's just been upset because of the team. They work so hard, folks. And I don't think the team gets enough credit for how much work they put into these cars week in and week out. And so when you see one incident, you know, that's more work for the crew that they're going to have to, you know, stay up late and, and, and get the backup car ready. And then, you know, you have another incident with that car. Uh, so they have another car on order and uh, they'll, they'll be back. I mean, it's the third race of the season we've seen. I mean, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Brittany Forrest had a very catastrophic incident at this racetrack, and then she ended up winning the championship that year. If I'm wrong, do it gently. <laughs> Correct me gently. Uh, I don't respond any other way. Uh, but, yeah, like, it, I may be wrong, but I believe that she, you know, the point being, it's a tough break, but the season isn't over that's a lot of money, folks. I mean, that, that hit Connie's checkbook for sure. But they're going to be back. They're champions. They're going to be back. And so we just want to lift JR up and let him know that, hey, you know, it. it I don't want to say it happens because you never want this stuff to happen. But he's going to be back and he's going to be better. He's a champion. Let's talk about top fuel round two. We got Justin Ashley, who's on a bye run first because, again, there was no one uh, below them to race. So they had to kind of do some a little math, and that's why it was a little <laughs> confusing for me at first. 
Justin Ashley, 3.712. How about seven thousandths better than his first round attempt? Basically the same run, just seven thousandths quicker. 3.712, 329.99 miles per hour, almost 330, 55 on the light, 2.982 at the 660 foot blocks, 293.41 down there, 211. 80 on uh, 211 with an 8 at 330 and 834 at the 60 foot blocks. Hey, folks, that's getting after it. The track temperature has gone up. Uh, it's 113, uh, yeah, it's 113 degrees Fahrenheit, it's 41 uh, on the humidity, 41% on the humidity, 1,640 feet for the density altitude, and 63 degrees for the fans. That's pretty stout. Still very stout. 63 degrees. All right, let's talk about the second pair up there. Brittany Force and Sean Langdon. Is this a final round or what? 3.729 beats a 3.743. 330 for both cars. 330.55 for Brittany Force to a 331.69 miles per hour for Sean Langdon, let's talk about who. Le- Let me see who left first. Do I have Brits here? I don't have her reaction time here. Sixty-six for Sean Langdon. Three, uh, basically three. F- uh, yeah, three flat at the eighth mile at six hundred sixty foot. Three point oh oh two, two hundred ninety-two point five two miles per hour. Eight forty-six at the uh, sixty foot blocks, and at three hundred thirty-two point one two eight. Sean Lang, let's just compare it to the 660-foot, 3.016, 291.95 miles per hour. That's car, that car is going to be in the conversation all year. That car has definitely taken a turn for the best, the DHL, RevCam, Toyota Racing, top fuel car of Sean Langdon. But Brittany Force is going to move on to the semifinal round. Let's see who she's going to race. We'll find that out in the final race of the second round. Antron Brown, 3.733 is going to beat Mike Salinas' 3.769. 330 again for both top fuel cars. 331.12 miles per hour for Sean, uh, no, Mike Salinas. And <laughs> and then uh, Antron Brown, 333.91 miles per hour. Huge speed for the Maco Tools top fuel car. Hey, I, I think we're seeing the Antron Brown of old for a lot of years. I think it's not been the driver, just the car. He had just had to have the car under him, and now he has. I mean, it started to kind of come alive at the end of last season when he won um, Charlotte next to Justin Ashley. You know, like the car is coming alive. So he's performing like the Antron Brown of old. So. Everybody better watch out. 52 on the light. He's always been great on the tree. 60 for Mike Salinas. Certainly not bad. 3.007. 292 at 660 foot. 443 hundredths is going to be the margin of victory down there. I don't have the foot, but it was side by side down there all the way. Uh, In the last one in the first round, we know who uh, Brittany Force is going to race, either Austin Prop or Steve Torrance. How about she's going to race her teammate, the Montana Brands Rocky Mountain Twist top fuel car of Austin Prop. 3.822, 31832, 53 on the light to... um, Steve Torrance is 60. Certainly not bad. Steve was quicker to 60 
837 to an 849 for Austin Proc. About, again, in the pace of, he actually tied uh, Antron Brown at uh, 660 feet. Uh, 3.007, 296. Actually, the same exact. I don't know if that's right. I'm not sure if that's right. I'm not going to say any more on that. Austin Proc won. Okay. <laughs> Austin Proc won. Sometimes I write the same thing twice, folks. It's it, whatever. Okay. So let's move on to Funny Car Round 2. We got Terry Haddock and Tim Wilkerson. I'm kind of glossing over. I'm kind of trying to speed this up, folks. I am really trying to get these under an hour. I'm not going to do it today, but... I am really trying, so <laughs> I hope you could appreciate it. And those of you that listen to my three-hour podcast, I appreciate you. I do. But I understand that sometimes your attention span can kind of wander after an hour. So I'm trying to get it as close to an hour as I can. You know, a little disclaimer. Anyway, <laughs> we got Terry Haddock and Tim Wilkerson. Terry Haddock is going on to the semifinal round. 405 beats a 418 how about that? Tim Wilkerson left first, 91 to a 123 light. How about that? Cruz Pedregon and Ron Caps. These two have lined up a lot as well. Uh, 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, the track temperature really doesn't change a whole lot from uh, top fuel to funny car. Uh, if everything goes right and they run them down and they don't have to clean up anything, it usually flows pretty well. Uh, number one qualifier going home, though. Ron Caps in the Napa GR Super is going to go on to the semifinal round. 3.997, 324, 44, 44 on the light. There's a lot of fours in that. Uh, Cruz was 102 on the light and 459, uh, 459.8, 178.66. Ron Caps is moving on to the semifinal round. Let's talk about the final one. Oh, no, not the final. Not just yet. Alexis DeJoria is going to race Matt Hagen. Who's going to win? Matt Hagen is going to win. That nice-looking Haas, black and white and red Hellcat for Tony Stewart. 3.950 at 324.67. He was a 67 on the light, too, so he left first. 406 for Alexis. Uh, Got into some trouble down track. And so you see the number kind of changes in Funny Car. Uh, it usually changes in Nitro uh, or in Top Fuel as well. But uh, you kind of can see that the that you have to kind of adjust. You have to apply the power more gently. And like Alan Reinhardt says, you, you, it's the goal of the crew chief to make the same amount of horsepower every time they go up there, no matter what the track is doing, no matter what the air is doing. You just want to make sure you're making the same amount of power. Matt Hagen's going to move on to the second or uh, to the semifinal rounds. He's going to race Terry Haddock. Who's going to have lane choice? Let's look real quick. Matt Hagen's going to have lane choice, and not, I don't really mention lane choice a whole lot these days because the lanes are so they're so even. I mean, you're not going to say that my my driver had the bad lane. I know what Allen says it every week, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, and there's sometimes where there can be problems with the lane, but that's really hard to tell, and they don't really tell you that. For the most part, the lanes are pretty similar. The Safety Safari does a great job. Um, and then Bob Tasker and Alex Laughlin. Bob Tasker is going to move on to race Ron Caps. He is going to have lane choice. No, he's not. Actually, Caps is going to have lane choice on speed. 
three mile per hour faster, 3.997, the exact same ET as Ron Caps, but he wasn't fast as Ron Caps at the finish line. 321.88, 52 to Alex Lofson, 77, 497 to 158 for Alex Laughlin. How about that? And they always run the moon eyes colors at Pomona. That's a good looking car every time they roll it out. Let's get back into top fuels. Semi final rounds. We're going to listen to the finals, of course, and the winners' interviews. Uh, but I want to make sure we can get through to it. Hope I'm not moving too fast for y'all. Uh, I'm just trying to get through it. <laughs> so, just doing my job. Let's do Brittany Forrest. The Force Top Fuel Cars. There's going to be a John Force Top Fuel Car in the sem- in the final round because they're racing each other in the semis. That's where you want to race your, your teammate. If you have to race your teammate on race day at any point, you either want to race them in the semifinal round, obviously, or the final round, which is a little bit more obvious <laughs> than the semifinal. Uh, so... But you got to do a little bit more in qualifying for that. You know, if you qualify number one and number two, number one and number two don't race until the finals if they should get that far. But we know this is NHRA drag racing. And just because you qualify number one doesn't mean you're a shoe in to the final. And that's what I love about this sport. Keeps you honest. All right. Let's get back into it. So Brittany Forrest and Austin Proc in the semifinal round left at practically the same time. Uh, 68 to a 67. Brittany Forrest was quicker by one thousandth of a second, but she got into some trouble. 706, 80 miles per hour is not going to be the 3.734, 331.36 miles per hour. 68 for Austin Proc. Like we said, he's going to move on to the final round. Hey, he's been going rounds. I mean, that that car, you know, I have uh, called that car, you know, the blocker car before and I, and I it, I cringe now when I see how good that car is and I certainly don't want to take away anything from from Austin Proc and those and those folks over there but you know for a long time Brittany Forrest has just been you know the dominant top fuel car in in the stable but not anymore Austin is moving on to the final round to race either Justin Ashley or Antron Brown either one of those folks is going to give you a solid drag race how about another solid drag race? Hey, separated on the sh- on the time by here we go. Speed math. I looked at it, looked away. Six thousandths of a second. Justin Ashley's gonna get the win. Three point seven three seven four three three hundred thirty one seventy seven forty seven on the light. He beat Antron Brown off the light. Forty nine two thousandths two thousandths. That grew to be six thousandths at the finish line. They were practically, you could have thrown a, a cover over them, folks. Like, it's crazy. 3.749 is going to lose to a 3.743. He was moving at 331.61. Antron Brown, that hangster for top fuel car, is not going to beat the Phillips Connect National Debt Relief top fuel car. He's going to race Austin Proc for Man- Montana Brands Flavor Pack. All things John Force. He's taking the banner for John Force because he's the only one in now. Let's move on to Funny Car. Semifinals. It's going to be Ron Caps and Bob Tasca coming up first. Ron Caps is going to move on to the final round 3.987, 323, 89, 59. To how about Bob Tasca? 
30 off the light in a nitro funny car, folks. <laughs> 4075 298. He got into some trouble on the way down there. He's going to give Ron Caps the win. I tell you what, 30 in a funny car, that's pretty crazy. So, how about this is the second straight final for the Napa car? Let's see what he does. Well, we know what he does because everyone re- watched the race, right? And if you didn't, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yes. So, we got Matt Hagen and Terry Haddock. Some people go, how can you just sit by yourself and laugh just with yourself? I, I am funny, and I laugh at my stuff. I laugh at my jokes, folks. I laugh at my own jokes. It's just me and this microphone here, and I'm just getting, I'm just enjoying myself. I hope you are, too. I hope you can feel it. It's not fake. I'm not a fake person. Okay. <laughs> Matt Hagen is going to get the win. He's going to get into the final round. Take Haas. That's not the tankless water. Here it is. That was Leah Pruitt. <laughs> He's going to take Haas into automation, Haas automation, my apologies, into the final round, 3.955 at 326.40 miles per hour, 73 on the light to Terry Haddock, who had a solid day. He's going to get it. He's going to get to try it again in Chicago when they go to Joliet, because that's going to be the next too fast, too tasty challenge 411.0 at 299.60.92 on the tree i tell you what that team has nothing to hang their head about and i love seeing a terry haddock going rounds again because when i was a kid folks terry haddock used to go rounds i'm just saying so you know this is not a surprise to me because i've seen it you know they everybody likes to talk about everybody's budget which i don't really like uh everybody's out here on on money it, it costs money to do this stuff why do we need to talk about the budgets i think it's clear who has bigger budgets and who doesn't I think that's very clear, but I don't think we always need to talk about, you know, and, and, and I, I certainly understand why, because Terry Haddock has built a very nice operation for himself. He used to run a top fuel car and the funny car, and, you know, he would he would have split interests at certain races, but now he's just focusing on the funny car. He brought Johnny West in, and now he's going to the semifinals, and it's not a surprise that he's in the semifinals, at least not to me. So Matt Hagen is going to go into the final round. He's going to take the Hellcat, and we're going to see what happens. Next to his old teammate, Ron Caps, who's now a team owner. All right. Well, usually we talk about pro stock as well, and uh, I neglected to do my work on that one. So we're just going to keep going with Nitro this week. But we all know. I do like Pro Stock. I do like the other classes, but I'm t- I'm, it's Nitro Performance Guy. I don't know what else to say. I'm not trying to be exclusionary. I'm not trying to be exclusive. I just, these are the cars that make my heart sing. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say about it. So let's talk about Ron Caps and Matt Hagen. 3.967 is going to get the win over Ron Caps. Ran into some trouble for. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Cash. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what happened. Cash was pushing towards the center line. He had to live. I mean, there were a lot of <laughs> you might call it a war on uh, the orange block. I know the orange block has a Twitter page. I wonder what it said this weekend, because there were a lot of orange blocks down there that were taken out um, that, that just passed into the next dimension. Because these cars and they come at you at 300 or, you know, a couple of them hit pretty hard but they're foam blocks folks they were they have the reflectors in there they you know it when the car breaks the beam that's how they're able to time it uh 
But anyway, 4303 at 211 for Ron Caps. Back to back runner ups. Not certainly not bad. Uh, but you know you always want to win when you come out here. These these men and women always want to win when they uh, when they pull up to the line. Naturally, naturally, you, you always want to win when you pull up. Thirty two to a sixty four. These are some big boys, or these are some big hitters in the Nitro Funny Car class. Um, but Mike Knusen, Dickie Venables, Haas Automation, Tony Stewart Racing, Dodge Direct Connect. That Hellcat is in the winner circle again. They've been trying a new combination uh, again. Uh, like I said in the in the last segment, a lot of drivers or, or uh, teams use the beginning of the season to uh, kind of play with a more consistent. Um, I won't even say that. They basically are trying to get a handle on a combination. Sometimes they try new ones. Sometimes they bring the old one out. But everything doesn't work all the time. And that's what's so hard about it. <laughs> I know y'all listen. So I'm like, well, what, what is it? It's got to be It's got to be this or that. No, it's not. It could be this, that, or the third. It could be a, a, a multitude of things. You know, in that article that I read from David Grubney, you fix one thing and you could create a bomb in, in another situation. So it's like, it, it, it's, you never know with these cars. But anywho, let's keep going because we're almost done. I didn't get under an hour this week, this week, but it's okay. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I hope you're enjoying yourself. So, Justin Ashley and Austin Proctor are going to line up. And how about a side-by-side tall, tall header flames the whole way down the racetrack? Oh, also, just putting the period on Funny Car. Clean header flames the whole way down the racetrack for um, Matt Hagen and the crew. So, Nice, 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 nice tune-up. Nice a way to, you know, adapt to the changing conditions on the racetrack uh, and clean flames, you know. You, you did, No holes were put out. The fuel delivery was good, I'm guessing. Uh, it's hard to kind of, you know, break the stuff down without actually seeing the data. Then I'm just now kind of starting to see it. Tommy DeLago's doing a great thing. It's great that I just mentioned him because his car ended up winning 3.716 at 330, 63, 33 at the tree to Austin Prox, 54 on the tree, which is, again, not bad at all, folks. 3.762 at 327, 43, again, side-by-side, clean head of flames. Justin Ashley is your winner. How about that? Hey, how about the best reaction time in the class for the day came from Josh Hart in the first round, 27, 27. I uh, wanted to make sure I said that. But anyway, like I was saying about Tommy DeLago, uh, oh, I did want to mention some things from NHRA uh, that, let me see, give me a second, give me a second. We're going to throw in the finals. We're going to throw you right to the finals here. Uh, but just some talking points here. Uh, Justin Ashley plus Mike Green plus Tommy DeLago equals trouble. Yeah, that car is crazy. Uh, let's talk about these other things. Early new threats are for real, referring to the fearsome foursome of Camry Caruso, Chad Green, Leah Pruitt, and Matt Harford. Uh, shout out to Friendly Army 8748 on Reddit for breaking down the what we learned from the Winter Nationals from NHRA. 
And number three is you just never know, referring to the multiple upsets pulled off by Terry Haddock, described as always a wild card and funny card. Again, I wasn't surprised by his victory. Corey Mack still has it. Hey, how about they had the nostalgia funny cars up there this weekend? They run one mag. They run similar combinations to the big show cars. They just won. Uh, they run one mag, and I believe it's a hundred percent nitro. I believe, but anyway, uh, nostalgia funny car victory over the weekend. Corey Max still getting win lights. I'm still lobbying for him to get in a big show funny car. <laughs> uh, and then number five, it's it's not where you start. Referring to the statistical unlikelihoods of Matt Hagen's win from 10th spot and Austin Proc's final round appearance from the 12th spot. That's for sure, folks. You can never count out anybody on race day, ever. It doesn't matter if you qualify number one because you could go up there and you can miss it. And you could be on the trailer after round one and you qualified one. But that doesn't matter. Qualifying is where you pick your... Your ladder spot. That was the chair, not me. Uh, <laughs> it's where you pick your ladder spot. So even if I go out there and I qualify number one, I still have to do my job. My crew, my crew chief has to do his job by making sure his or his or her job. I'm sorry. We need more woman crew chiefs out there. We just need more diversity in general in the crew chief area. Uh, but anywho, um, it's it's their job to get me down to the other end of the racetrack. And if I need to do something like pedal or you know drive the car that's my job so it's it's crucial that we you know that we do that but if that doesn't happen and i qualify number one well that doesn't matter because maybe that run happened on friday night and i didn't make any good runs on saturday you know who knows um even looking the too fast too tasty like there were the, the the funny car first round of the too fast too tasty there were no full passes so it's like it's 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 drag racing it's one of those things it's like i said well, I did. I said it last week, but I ended up taking it down. Nitro cars don't run on these racetracks at all, at, you know, all at all, at all, really, you know, until it's time for them to run on them. So sometimes they might do a test a weekend or something like that, but they don't get to spend the time on the racetrack. So a lot of times the, 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 the rubber has to build up and it gets better. Race day is usually the best day of the weekend. Um, different races are different, you know, different tracks are different. Every track has different characteristics. You know, people look at drag racing and go, oh, it's just black top. No, every track has a, its own characteristic, has bumps, has dips, has things. These tracks are not 100% level and they're not 100% flat. So there's a lot of characteristics that you have to take into consideration when you're running these cars at these different racetracks. So that's all I'm going to say. You know, I get on my high horse at, or my, my soapbox at least once every episode. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and do my my farewells right now next week we're going to get back in i'm going to redo the phoenix episode i know i owe you all that uh you all that one i'm gonna do it next week want to release it next week boom um what else and then we're going to listen to the final rounds we're going to listen to the victors we're going to listen to matt hagan we're going to listen to justin ashley who doubled up by the way he doubled up he won the too fast too tasty and then sat uh sunday he turned around and won the race uh, so I'm not sure if there's any bonuses, but I know they get too fast, too tasty points, which I know everybody's not huge on. Um, uh, but you know, whatever it's just some incentive. You got to make the teams care about it a little bit, right? The money's good too. I, hey, you know, the money's good. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I don't take your listens for granted. I hope, 
I, I just love the growth that we've seen over the last, you know, year and a half. Or, you know, it, it's crazy. So I'm actually I'm planning my my Joliet trip now. I'm so excited to get up there and and really get y'all right next to the wall. I'm going to have my computer. I'm going to be walking around with it. Well, I'm not going to be walking around with my computer, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try to really get y'all there. Make make sure make you feel like you were there, you know. And so I'm really excited. This is my it's my first time I'm going to ever be going to two drag races or more than one drag race in a year. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, so without any further ado, we're going to listen to the finals. I thank you so much for listening. I hope you come back next week. Uh, and if you're one of the fans, if you're one of the people, you will. You will. I don't need to worry about that. So I will see you next week. Well, I won't see you, but I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the finals. Enjoy Alan Reinhardt with the call of the finals. To we'll see you next Gene week. Antonelli on the left. And two three-time world champions going head-to-head for the Lucas Oil International Trophy. Ron Caps has to shut it off, and Hagen's going to the winner's circle. Haas Automation goes 396 at 328, and that's a winner. Ron Capps, car was pushing him over towards the center line. He goes 4303, 211. He had to shut it off to keep it on his side, and that's what he did. So Capps, back-to-back final rounds, back-to-back runner-ups. And for Hagen, for Tony, for Dickey, for Mike, for Alex, three races, two wins. That's a pretty good start to the season. Watching it again. Far into the race direct with NHRA and Fox's Bruno Massel. With bracket like consistency and an 032 reaction time, a leaner, meaner Matt Hagen is going to be able to hoist the Wally here. You in the offseason put in some extra work a lot of people aren't aware of. We talk in the offseason, and you've lost a lot of weight to try and help this team out, make yourself better. Explain to the folks at home how important that is to you. Yeah, just in the gym every day, I'm down 20 pounds from the end of last year, you know, and it's just, it takes that, you know, mentally and physically. You, have, you try to give everything you can to your team, but for this Stuart Haas, Dodge, I tell you what, man, we uh, it's running. And Dickie Venables and my crew guys, they're the only reason that we were able to turn four wind lights on like this in tricky track conditions. But uh, I just can't say enough about Tony Stewart and TSR and all the group that he puts around us and the parts and pieces. But uh, this is for Stewart Haas. Woo! Finals just a couple of months ago. You all remember that. Austin Brock out of the number 12 qualifying spot. Justin Ashley out of the number one qualifying spot. He stole it last night, about this time of day, as a matter of fact, maybe a little earlier, when he won the Too Fast, Too Tasty Mission Food Challenge. Conditions now pretty similar to then. Coming into the last round, they were separated by about 100. Let's find out if Chris Cunningham, Joe Barlam, and the Montana brand Rocky Mountain Twist team can find this much performance. Because if your plan of attack is to get off the starting line in front of Justin Ashley, way more often than not, you need a new plan. It's the 2023 edition of the Lucas Oil NHRA Winter Nationals, and it's the top fuel final. Ashley. 3.7, 1, 3, 330 miles an hour. Austin goes 376 at 327 miles an hour. Justin Ashley again, 033 on the reaction timer. Absolutely incredible. 
371 on the racetrack. He started the day with a 71. He ran a 71 in the second round, a 74 on the hotter track last round, and dipped her right back down to a 371 at 330 miles an hour. Justin Ashley wins for the ninth time. Justin Ashley just told me it's more like relief. Well, you know what? This guy just won back-to-back -back national event titles. He's won a mission challenge along the way, 10 straight rounds. You've got the number one qualifier car coming this weekend. You slept every, swept everything and deadly on the tree as usual. How are you able to stay so composed all throughout race weekend? Well, it becomes much easier when you have the kind of team that we do. I'll tell you that much. It really takes an entire team effort start to finish, not only on the race weekends, but during the week, and I mean on and off the racetrack, this car has been on absolute rails. I think it's 10 straight wind lights. And one thing I've learned is that's one wind light that you just, you never get sick of looking at. So just really proud of our guys all day long. We brought the smarts to this Phillips Connect smart trailer technology team. For everybody at National Debt Relief, Toyota, Kato, Mac Tools, Lucas Oil, Impact, all the guys that do such a wonderful job supporting us. Merlin Solar, you guys brought out the good luck this weekend. We are really going to enjoy this one.